So how can you not know tomorrow? No, no, how can you have God in your life and you don't know tomorrow? You need to know tomorrow. You can use faith for today. You also need to use faith for tomorrow. Using faith tomorrow means that God has sent certain message, revelation to your spirit that gives you an assurance about tomorrow. God has spoken to you concerning tomorrow and you are walking by faith. It is difficult to walk by faith and not walk by faith in accordance with what the Spirit of God is saying. It's difficult. Faith and the Spirit are not separable. A faith person is a spirit person. The Holy Spirit is the author of faith. The Bible says Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith, right? And we say the Spirit of God is Christ. So Holy Spirit is the author and the finisher of our faith. He speaks to you about tomorrow and then you start walking. Your action, your thoughts, everything is now in line with what he has told you. That of righteousness and so on. But today, because I don't want to take time, I want to share with you about, um, I guess, I think it's, there are about 12 things that we need to know about the personalities of the Holy Spirit. That can help us. Glory to God. First John chapter 5 verse 7. Let me just start with that. Then I will quickly move. Alright. So for there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father. The Word. And the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. If you believe that can you say amen. amen. So Bible says they are one. And that's settled. So if Bible says they are one. And the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. God is Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is God. You see. So they are one. So who is the Holy Spirit? Now let's begin to try to look into who the Holy Spirit is. So that we can know how to really relate with him. And I'm glad I'm taking this series. Because the last time I did something like this. Was far, far, far nifey. Like I took my time. And I'm studying the teaching of the Holy Spirit like this. And then we need understanding of it so that we know that it's not just um, a spooky or um, a spooky or one spectacular stuff that is the Holy Spirit. Anything can blow you down. Praise God. And it's not necessarily the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Praise God. So, Holy Spirit is not a force, a mystical force. Alright, I get people to fall on the, on the, on the floor. Holy Spirit is not a board. Alright? Holy Spirit is not a board. Now, they might look like things that have been used to describe the Holy Spirit, but it's not a force. It's not a mystical force. It's not a mystical board. It's not a oil. Holy Spirit is not oil. It's not oil. Sometimes what I mean by oil. Praise God. Holy Spirit is not fire. It's not fire. Holy Spirit is not a wind. Holy Spirit is not a wind. Even though the root word for both, the spirit and wind is pneuma, is, it means spirit, mean, wind. Is the same root word, Greek, pneuma. Alright? But it's like a wind. So those things are used to describe, like the move of the Holy Ghost is like a wind. It's not a wind. When the way the Holy Spirit came into Jesus Christ, Bible says like a bird. It didn't say the Holy Spirit was a bird or is a bird. You see the difference? Okay? So it's like a board. There are people who use, you know, board like um, to symbolize the Holy Spirit. But they should just know, and whether they should keep it there or remove it, it's none of my business. But they should just know that the Holy Spirit is not board. Holy Spirit is not a bird. Holy Spirit is like a board. And what Holy Spirit was, it's not even like a board. He came down. The way the Holy Spirit came down was a board. The way the board came down, or the way boards normally come down, that's the way the Holy Spirit came down. That's what they are saying. All right? According to the scripture. Now, we don't have all the time. We'll have gone there. So you can check it. Came down like a bird. Now, the Holy Spirit is not a wind. Holy Spirit is not one vague or abstract entity. Now, we've established that the Holy Spirit is God. Alright? He can manifest like a wind. He can move or land like a bird. Alright? Holy Spirit can, you know, engulf you like a fire. ETC, and so on and so forth. But he is not any of them. And I want you to take note. Alright? He is both the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ. Romans chapter 3 verse 9. 
let's quickly look at it. It's, we have a lot of scriptures here. And um, Romans, oh, you don't have scriptures, so you have to either press your phone or open your Bible. So, Romans chapter uh, 3, verse 9, the Bible says, What then are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under, that they are all under sin. Go to verse 14. I think something was wrong. Check 8 verse 9. 8 verse 9. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God, can you see that? So it's referred to as the spirit of God. Do I see you? Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not is. Can you see? In the same verse, the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 that, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Go to verse 11. He said, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the what? The Spirit of God. Can you see? It's the Spirit of Christ and is the Spirit of God. Go to verse 14. Verse 14. The Bible says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Can you see that? For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. You see. Acts chapter 16, verse 17. Acts chapter 16, verse 17. Sixteen, verse 17. Okay, let me see. Now, this girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your heart crying out, Habba, Father. And I'll go back to that, Acts chapter 16, verse 17. Then you can read verse 18, I think. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you by the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her, and in that hour. And all that, okay. I think there's a miss of that. Now, let's look at some things about the Holy Spirit. Number one, Holy Spirit is God. Unless, I mean, you have to know that the Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God. Okay. Now, write First John chapter 5, verse 7. We're not going there. John chapter 4, verse 24. We're not going there. God is spirit. In First John chapter 5, verse 7, he says everything that they are one. That's what the scripture says. That they are one. Praise God. I say praise God. Now, Matthew 28 verse 19, it says you baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, so give us 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 6. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? Now, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the Spirit kills, but the Spirit, for the, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You see that? The Spirit gives life. Go to verse 17. Verse 17, quickly. Verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. You see? The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Okay? The Lord is the Spirit. Verse, seven, verse 18. Verse 18. He said, But we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord is the Spirit and we are transformed 
from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord is the Spirit. Now, this is fundamental to your understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. That the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Sometimes you need to know, because the Holy Spirit is inside you, the Spirit of God is with you. So which means God is with you. The Spirit of the Lord is inside you, which means God is inside you. I mean, if you check the scripture, Jesus said that, Behold, I knock. If anybody opens, then myself and my father will come in. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Christ is inside you. Because the Holy Spirit is inside you. I know there are some old folks here, you know, who have heard this a thousand times, who have, I mean, you've been hearing, you, first time you heard this, maybe 15 years ago. Yes, but let me re-emphasize. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is God inside you. Alright? Now, if you are ever get conscious that God is the one inside you, the way you live your life will be better. That's the truth. You'll never be afraid of anything. God is with you. God is inside you. It's not, it's not smoke that is with you. It's not, it's not wind. The spirit is not wind. This, the spirit is not a mystical force around you that comes once in a while. So because the way sometimes we relate with God, it looks like, you know, it's just a once in a while, you know, you just have that kind of mentality or consciousness that Holy Spirit is just a once in a while person that just, you know, flow, that just happen. No! Is a person. And if you have ever lived with people before, personalities, there are times that they are talking to you, there are times that they are reading, they, they are not talking to you, there are times they are, do you get what I'm saying? But if you get, try to get the attention of a personality around you, or an individual around you, then such a person will respond to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's what I want you to, the, the consciousness I want you to have is that the Holy Spirit is not in church on Sunday. It's with you in your home. Is God in your home? Are you getting what I'm saying? Is God on your inside? And that must enter into you. That when we say church, is you are the church. In fact, there was a time I studied to the point that I find out that the Holy Spirit impressed on my spirit that do you know that whenever you sing and worship all alone by yourself in your privacy, that there are angelic manifestations that fill up everything. The angelic keyboardist, angelic drummer, angelic, you understand? Because these guys who play all this can't be in your house. So, but there's a, there's a realm you get to that you hear those sounds. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a realm you get to that you start perceiving and start, you, you feel a different presence. There's a level of prayer you pray that you start feeling, you know that some people have entered your room. Ah, it's heavenly host. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, that's why you can't be enjoying that kind of fellowship with God and have issues with anybody who is a member of fellowship when you come to the gathering of the saints. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's something sweeter. There's something sweeter. And you always desire to be among believers because you have things to share. You can't, you can't, those kind of encounters, you can't just keep it to yourself. There is a way you want to share. And there used to be things like that. I don't know what happened. Maybe because everybody is now so busy. And then, hanging livings and um, all those kind of stuff. There used to be things like that where brothers would sit down and share how God has spoken to them about this. How this one saw a vision about this. And then sisters, do you get what I'm saying? I mean, there's that community, that sharing. So everybody is trying to describe God and encounter from different angles. By the time this one shares, this one shares, this one. I mean, when you say Bible study at times, it's not just about the coordinator of the Bible study. It's about people who are sharing. It's about people. You see drummer coming to share. You see keyboard is sharing. You see nobody is a, a, a criminal in church. Everybody is saint. Praise God. Not that someone is smoking behind the altar or all those kind of stuff. You know, everybody has something to share because everybody has a counter. I mean, I, I promise, I, I make a promise to God. I mean, mega church. What it means for, for a church to be mega eh, 
it does not necessarily mean dilution of message. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that uh, uh, standard has reduced. No. As a matter of fact, I can show you the scripture. Mega churches in the scriptures raise disciples. It was the disciples that formed the mega churches. Not a place where people do anyhow. I've seen Bishop Boedipo, I heard Bishop Boedipo blasting his members. Who while he was sharing um, grace, they were going. Blasted them. I had a, a series of careful dollar. One series like that. I've forgotten the title of that series. About six-pack series. I was listening to one of them. He got hungry. And they sold the tapes like that. He got hungry with all of them. He said, what I got over you? What's, what is what the matter? He blasted everyone. Blasted. I'm praying. I'm speaking. And some people are walking around. And some people are walking out of the Blasted everybody. Mega church. The pastor will go to hell. Mega church and hell. If God told you, choose mega church and heaven. Won't you choose heaven? So you must, see, you must, if you are going to be a pioneering or foundational member of a mega church, the discipline that should be in your life should be a serious one. I'm not joking. Because there are people that will come naturally and they will look up to you. Not because you're a head of department, but because you have been in department for so long. Because you have been in the church for some time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Except you want God to just erase your, your footprints. And you can do it. So know that God is the spirit and that God is with you. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is with you. Say, God is in you. Now look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor boldly. Say, God is in me. Now some people, some of you don't respond like this. The same way you don't respond online. You are not responding on time. We are going to embarrass ourselves. Praise God. My mentors, I just told you. Blasted people. I won't blast you. I'll just tell you to say, God is with you. She laughed at second service. You'll be saying it. And we'll be recording it. Some of you might think it's what I cannot do. Because you see, the people who started winners, they are raw people. Raw. If you see old women that are there, they will tell you when they say 21 days prayer fasting. They say it's, a, it's 70 days we used to do. It's you that came that reduced it. And why, when they mention 21 days, they say, ah, Bishop, we cannot do more than 30 days. So. Whereas there are people who are crying within them that Bishop is 70 days we used to do. So that's what it means to be a foundational minister. So some of you running today, we're running into the gates, running and running and running. That's how redeem is. I hope you know that. 7 a.m. I saw this myself in Ifa or myself. I saw elderly people, 70 years old. 65, 75, running to church because they don't want to miss that 7 a.m. They are workers, elderly people. This is why so pompous, is dragging herself, dragging, they're like, my kind of way, shooting me That's Look, even if you're a sinner, you, can, you need to show person that I don't want to remain a sinner. That's the truth. But the problem is with religious people who just occupy you can ask the person we came from home together. Um, precious. Where's Precious? How was my shirt to this place? Eh? On In my car. I carry everything that I need to wear. Shoe. I just put, there's one half shoe. I just put my leg. Bed, everything. Just put inside car. I drove to church. Somebody just wake up, is is. Ah, Pastor, just feel some. I said, I will be coming late. Because we say we should be asking for permission. Sir. I'll come late today. I'll come a bit late today. At least you have shown responsibility. At least you told us, sir. I'll come late today. Let me tell you a secret. Because it's for service. That's what I'm telling you. When God wants to build a very strong building, He raised very strong pillars. Strong pillars. You know what is called pillars. All this old building is standing on some pillars. I hope you know that. Uh, so those people that he wants to raise instill some things that are dangerous inside them. And that's why I'm not too quick to be raising people that have not been raised as pillars. You know what that means? So this one is pastor so so so. This one is reverend so so so. This one is chicken so so so. Whereas they are part of the rubbles that should be that should be thrown away. 
you know after you complete a building that some um, what do you call it unwanted sand unwanted, do you understand you cleared the sites are you getting what I'm saying eh, there are people that will be cleared away like that if you now make them the pillar that God has not made them it becomes an issue God is very powerful. Um, I remember, was it Gideon that was going to war that got like 10,000 people? Have you? God said he doesn't need that. Ah, I don't need all this. And then uh, they started drinking water. You get, they took, they got to. So God now used a style of drinking water to scrutinize them. Do you remember? Some people, uh-huh. And then some people were drinking. He said, you see, these ones that drank like this, and this one, ha, God is so powerful. And at the end of the day, maybe there are 300 or something that he took to battles. And he won. If he had taken 10,000, he could have lost. And that corroborates our normal heartache in this church that your teeth don't have to be 32. It's not in how set the teeth. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not in how many the teeth are. If it is two, they must be able to what? They must be able to break bone. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Well, the day is using you small small. May God help all of us in Jesus' name. So Holy Spirit is God. Now, go to Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. For you to know the Holy Spirit doesn't joke in his church. I want to show you an example. You remember Ananias and Sapphira? Sapphira and Ananias. But Peter said, Ananias, why has now listen, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Do you know Satan can fill people's hearts who are part of the church? He says, Satan fills your heart. If you open your heart to Satan to fill it, it will fill it. He said, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. I want you to take note of this, so let your mind be here. If you are here, can you say amen? amen? He lied to who? He lied to who? How did the lie come? By Satan few the persons. And so each time you lie. How has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Next verse, verse 4. Quickly. And while it remains so, 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 and so, now, look at it. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you, why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to who? So, the previous verse, he said, you lied to who? No, 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 you are not, you are not following. You lied to who, the previous verse? Then the following verse, you lied to who? So is that clear? Go to verse 9. I think there's still something in verse 9 for us. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband had the door, and they will carry you out. They test the spirit of the Lord. When, they said, when he said they test the spirit of the Lord, who are they testing? Or who did they test? God! So each time the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you're not doing it, who is telling you to do something and you're disobeying? God. After all, Holy Spirit knows I don't feel like, you know, it tells me to, I don't just feel like, I don't just feel like I'm very rich. But I have some new notes. He told me early in the morning while I was praying yesterday. He told me, he said, you are going to give five people a kind of money that is unusual, that people just like to ask for money. That the kind of money that is unusual. And I said, okay, that's not the first time. I've told you to do something like that before. And then I selected five notes, and I, I gave it. Those people, the expression on their eyes, it's like, like times 10 or times 20 of what they are used to. Because it wasn't the Holy Spirit that impressed it on my heart to do. It was God. Do you get that? And sometimes you tend to think Holy Spirit is a junior God. No, Holy Spirit is a is God. Do you get what I'm saying? I just want us to knock some things out of our mind. 
Relating with the Holy Spirit is relating with God. God is not someone who is at a shrine or is on the altar in our church. No. It's on your inside. Number two. Holy Spirit has God's attributes and personal, I mean, it's referred to with personal pronouns. John chapter 15 verse 26. John chapter 15 verse 26, quickly. He says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he, can you see that? He will testify of me. That's a personal problem. He means he's a person. He will testify of me. Alright? Go to chapter 16. Go to um, 16. Chapter 16, verse 7. Let's see something in chapter 16, verse 7. We didn't read that the last time we read. We read concerning the promise. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him. So the other time, he. Now him. To you. So it's a person. I will send him. Go to the next verse. If we can find more. And when he has come, he will convict. Can you see that? He's a person. He's God. On the earth. He's a person. Now, apart from that personality that he has together with God... Now, um, that attribute, he has some attributes. Number one, you know, God is omnipotent and the Spirit of God is. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. Quickly. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest, the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The power of the highest. Go to verse 37. Let be unto me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. The power of the highest. Omnipotent. Now, omnipotent. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. Where it says, He searches all things. Do you remember? Alright? He said the spirit who does what? Searches all things. He knows all things. Omniscience means he knows all things. Searches all things. And reveals them. That's why the Bible says that we know all things because we have him in us. Do you remember? First John chapter 2 verse 20. First John chapter 2 verse 20. And you have an anointing. And you have. Somebody say, I have. Say it louder. Let it be louder than my mind. Say, I have. I have. Good. It's not louder, but it's manageable. Amen. Say, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit reveals all things. The Spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So, besides, God knows all things. Glory to God. Omnipresence. Psalm 139, verse 7 to 10. Psalm 139, verse 10, 7 to 10. Now, some of these things you are supposed to document them and note them so that you can teach people, you can mentor people, you can help people. There are a lot of people that don't know that they have someone in them who knows all things. Sometimes it's very easy for you to just say, Nobody knows tomorrow. I can't even say if we don't know tomorrow. But somebody is in you that knows tomorrow. Praise God. I can't even say nobody knows tomorrow. You just take certain statements and just say them like that. Like they used to say online. They say, open their mouth. Wow. As some of you have tweeted it before. Have you? I've said that. Can people just open their mouth. Wow. The same thing. People just open their mouth. Nobody knows tomorrow. I know tomorrow. Glory to God. Ah, I can more any day. Have you have forgotten what the politician taught us? Nobody knows tomorrow, but I know tomorrow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You better say what I say. I say I, I didn't say we. Hallelujah. So how can you not know tomorrow? 
No, no, how can you have God in your life and you don't know tomorrow? Eh? Baba, sir, not tomorrow, is Monday. That's not what we're talking about. What is going to happen in the Monday? <laughs> I know tomorrow. You see, this one alone should settle your heart. Not that my tomorrow is in Canada. That's if I'm in Canada, I'm safe. No. Even while you're in Canada, people can get killed in Canada. You need to know tomorrow. You can use faith for today. You also need to use faith for tomorrow. Do you get it? Using faith tomorrow means that God has sent certain message, revelation to your spirit that gives you an assurance about tomorrow. Do you get what I'm saying? God has spoken to you concerning tomorrow and you are walking by faith into tomorrow. And you know it's difficult to walk by faith and not walk by faith in accordance with what the Spirit of God is saying. It's difficult. Faith and the Spirit are not separable. A faith person is a spirit person. Praise God. Uh That's another thing. You become a a legalistic person if you are trying to walk faith without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the author of faith. The Bible says Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith, right? And we say the Spirit of God is Christ. So Holy Spirit is the author and the finisher of our faith. He speaks to you about tomorrow, and then you start walking. Your action, your thoughts, everything is now in line with what he has told you. This thing I'm telling you, you have to be conscious. I want to be hearing what, when you come and say you want to marry, I say, what does the Spirit of the Lord tell you? We have to get to that. This is not a uh, 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 pastor. <laughs> She's a very nice girl. <laughs> no, <laughs> a demon can be nice. That's the truth. He's a very, very helpful guy. Anybody can help you to destroy you. So what has the Spirit of the Lord told you? Even if you have made a mistake, it's not late. Are you getting what I'm saying? If the Spirit is called, you must have that consciousness that God is in my life. And is, is the one in charge of my life. What is God telling me concerning this thing? And if God is actively in your life, when you do something wrong, you will not be rest, you, you'll be restless. You will not be at rest. There's that within you. You are not comfortable. <laughs> go to verse 7. Yes. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Can you see? The spirit and the presence... The spirit is actually the presence that we occupy in God. That's just the truth. The spirit is the place, our place in God. The spirit is a, is a, is a person of God in our life. The spirit is not just a person of God in our life. It's also the, the presence that we carry. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why it says we are the light of the world. We are not just light because, I mean, we are the light. It's the spirit in us. <laughs> it's the presence that we carry. You can make a mistake. That doesn't mean that the presence will depart. You just make adjustment and apologize. Do you get what I'm saying? So we carry the spirit into the company. We carry the presence into the company. We carry the presence anywhere we go. You know that you can enter a commercial bus and somebody who carried darkness presence who was going to cause harm in that bus will just leave the place and not be comfortable. I've seen something like that. It has happened to me before. That people are not comfortable and they leave. They leave. You'll have seen it in the movie if you have not experienced it personally yourself. That somebody enters a vehicle, maybe all those Monsai movie or something, and they've marked the vehicle for death. And it's a brother that used to preach in that village and entered the vehicle, and then the spirit left the vehicle. The person they wanted die, to die in that vehicle too. Had to something happen, got in argument with people in the vehicle and left, and the spirit follows the person to because the person must die. Do you get what I'm trying to say? God has sent somebody else who, who had not prayed, but his presence does nullify. Do you get what I'm saying? He, you have not prayed, you just come, you carry something. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So is I carry someone. See, I carry something presence of the spirit. The presence. 
He said, where can I go from your spirit? You know, God does it in such a way that you can't even escape from the presence. Once the spirit of God has come into your life, he has come. He has come. He said he will be with you forever. Somebody say forever. I share that on, I share that on Wednesday. He said forever. So it means forever. Not the death do us part. No. It's a man that you get married to. That is the death do you part. Not say it's going to do you part with the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say me and the Holy Ghost. Forever. You carry, you carry the presence. The presence of the Spirit. The presence of the Spirit. I was in a meeting yesterday. I was telling them. I said, we remove every, every other thing from this place. This place becomes, I mean, unrecognizable. None of your things are working. That is one thing about the presence. Because it's the spirit of excellence. You'll never be comfortable with mediocrity. That's something about the presence. So if you're supposed to study and you're sleepy, the presence will be, ah, ah, this is not our culture. The person will be, ah, 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 ah. And do you know the reason why you say to yourself sincerely that I've been lazy these days? is because you have not been comfortable in that situation. The person, the presence, I mean, it's quickening your heart, making you uncomfortable with laziness. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you, See, the, you know the, the, the most, the funniest part of it is that if you have not prayed long enough, there is something like a prayer, prayer tometer or something, or prayer meter in your heart, that if you have not prayed long enough, it will look like you are going below the bar. Do you get what I'm saying? You'll be feeling somehow. You remember I used to refer to somehow because of some international audience. We don't say that again. <laughs> you'll be feeling... <laughs> For the case of last time, you'll be feeling <laughs> you said it. Because you know, even when you committed sin, go to God. Don't let the devil put you in a terrible mood. Do you know the reason why he's putting you into that mood? He's trying to make you become, you can't, see, let me tell you something. He's trying to make you passive in the presence. See, the presence with a child of God is active. But devil can put you in the mood to make you passive in an active presence. Have you seen where people are getting healed and people are getting blessed and people are rejoicing and somebody is still not happy? Somebody is still not happy? Everybody is dancing. Everybody is rejoicing. It's just there. It's the, sometimes the devil throw that. And make you remember things that can make you. If you have, you didn't remember. It's when you were coming into church, when he knows that the presence of God. You brought active presence. She brought active presence. He brought active presence. I brought active presence. Everybody brought it. Even if you have not been praying, the presence in you is active. You are the one that have not been active with the active presence. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because you have to be active, if you are active with the active presence, then things happen. Praise God. So, you see now, and then, somebody stay passive. You brought active presence, and you are, in, you are moody. You are not happy. Don't let devil run your joy again. Glory to God. Somebody say, I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Say, I carry manifest presence of Christ. Say, I carry manifest presence of Christ. Say, I'm in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Now and forever. So I got joy of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Do you know what the psalmist says? He said, in the presence of God. There is what? So see, he's saying that somebody is conscious of the presence of God. Do you know, do you know Jacob slept and he saw angels descending and ascending. Do you remember? He said, so God was here and I don't know it. Do you know you can, God can be with you, inside you, he's with you, he's inside you, and some people don't know yet? And it's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years? They've been born again. They don't know. There's no consciousness. This time he's being taught. It's taught like a religion. It's taught like theory. It's what you need to know. Somebody can be inside Fontaine and be tested. That's what devil does. You will not say, you have entered, you have entered. You are inside wealth and you are in lack. You are inside riches 
and you don't have money. You are inside conk anointing. And you are still, you, you, see, you are not connecting. You are trying to connect like old crazy browser. You understand? You can't connect. It's just going like this. No, you, you know your time is good. You are doing 4G. You are doing 3G, 4G. We, 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 we were with no G that time. We were with no G. In those days, crazy browser, we had to go and pay for faster. You walk distance to go and pay for faster internet in a cyber cafe. Now I press it on your phone. 5G. You haven't expecting 10G. How many G are you expecting now? Very soon, you will not even press anything. The thing will be pressing by itself. Once you wink like this, that's pressed. That's where the word, Jesus is coming soon. Because the end of this technology, I don't know where we are going. Praise God. <laughs> but we got the technology of the Holy Ghost in our inside. On our inside. On our inside. That, see, if it is that alone, you can understand that I don't walk alone. I am Liverpoolic. I don't walk alone. <laughs> Liverpoolic. Do you have some Liverpool brethren here? Ah, truly, are you a Liverpool person? You are a Liverpool. Praise the Lord. So we don't have Liverpool in this church. Oh, okay, let me be the only Liverpool fan. <laughs> Praise God. I don't walk alone. Yes, say to your friends, say I don't walk alone. Yes, you see, you might see me coming into the gate or going home by myself. I'm not by myself. Yes. See, that's what you need to know sometimes. Even some, one of the reasons why people can be down is because they don't know they are not alone. They don't know. You're trying to fight the battle. You think you're alone. No, you are not alone. Glory to God. So say, where will I go from your presence? Verse 9, verse 8. Go to verse 8. Look at verse 8. He said, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. <laughs> That's not a place. <laughs> Don't even go and verify. Praise God. I'll be hearing go and verify. Don't even go and verify whether he's in hell. Praise God. You don't have to go there to know. God's presence is everywhere. I've said it before. There is a fire burning in hell. That's the truth. If I take the wings of the money and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, you see, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall what? Hold me. Glory to God. Eternity. Hebrew chapter 9 verse 14. God is eternal. The spirit of God is eternal. You see? Christ is eternal. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, can you see that? Eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You see, God is eternal. The spirit is eternal. That's why the Bible says he will abide with you forever. Do you remember? God. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, life in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. He's a miracle working spirit. Matthew 12, 28. We're just on number two. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So how do you cast out demons? By the spirit. Can you see? This is Jesus speaking here. When they were doubting, you are casting out demons by the prince of whatever. I wanted to say prince of ways. <laughs> you are casting out demons by the prince, the visible prince and all that. He said, but if I cast out demons by the what? The spirit of God. It means the kingdom of God as what? So that is the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Anywhere demons can no longer stay, the kingdom has come there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So why is demons still hanging around your house? Why is demon sitting on your couch? Why is demon squatting on your bed? You cast out demons and let the kingdom stay there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why is demon negotiating with you on your, on your, in your businesses? Cast out demons. I heard of, uh, is it monkey paws or something that is ravaging now? And um, I think it's monkey paws. Uh, that's demon. Praise God. 
That's demon. That's demon. You see, sickness can be traced to sin and Satan. Amen? Simple. That's demon. It's demonic. Cast out by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 15 verse 19. That is, that is the, that's an attribute of, in mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. Can you see that? In mighty signs and wonders, by the power of, go to verse 18, let's understand it. Verse 18, he said, for I will not dare to speak of any, those, any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me, in word and action, indeed, to make the Gentiles obedient. Can you see? In mighty signs and wonders. Ah! That's that struck a call. In mighty signs and wonders. To get people to know Christ, you have to do mighty signs and wonders. And he says, Ow! By the Spirit. See, this is not a this is not for apostle. This is not for bishop. It's for believers. Because if you have the spirit, you have the power of the spirit. Mighty signs and wonders. Don't wait for pastor to do it. Cast out the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't wait for pastor to do it. Do it. If they go and come back stronger, you also find the find your find your um, 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 gifts to flame in the Holy Ghost. Pray some more in the Holy Ghost. Cultivate it every of your day as you grow in God. You are getting more emboldened and more empowered. No matter the multiplication of demons, you will cast them out. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you're not going to cast them and say, go, 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 go. And somebody's on the other side, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. And you think one go is for one demon. No! Once you say, get out! All of them will march out. Do you to hear that? He said, how many of you say we are legions? Some people interpret it as 2,000. Some people say 12,000. No matter what thousand. Once it's one more than one, it's not good. Even one. It's not good. Do you get what I'm saying? How can 2,000 be in one somebody? In one person? 2,000. Say so we are legion here. 10,000. Some people interpret it as 12,000. It was one time Jesus spoke. He said, out! And all of them march out. So are you going to say out 10,000 times? How 12,000 times? No! Those are the challenges that sometimes some teachings brought, like confession. Because you think the way you pray to make declarations to deal with certain territorial principalities and powers is the same way you confess to make some things to work. Do you get what I'm saying? Even when it comes to confession, it's because your faith is not strong. You can declare something like this and in your heart, you know somehow. <laughs> They're not born you well. That you're not, you're not on. <laughs> you're not on. You are just helping yourself. You are, once you have declared it, you are now helping yourself. The, ma- the major ones after is you that you are helping yourself. So that your mind will not slip into thinking it's not possible. Do you get what I'm saying? When we do the teaching of confession, there are certain things I will share with you that might not be regular common teaching. Because it says you shall not doubt in your heart. So the, if you continue to repeat it, you are repeating it to continue to affirm the revelation that you have in your heart. Fifteen, nineteen. A mighty signs are wonder by the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum, Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Did you notice fully there? Did you notice fully there? We live our lives now pursuing money up and down. <laughs> May God help us. How to balance this thing sometimes? Some of us, we don't know. You don't balance pursuing money and preaching the gospel. You don't balance it. You preach the gospel. Praise God. Yes. Because your business, you preach the gospel. You should be the light in your business, the light in your workplace. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a, probably a doctor, a nurse, you are attending to a patient, you reach out to the patient. You bless them. If it's against your ethics, it's something that you can do, maybe outside the normal, if you become relational with the patient. They are the ones, they won't report you. Because if they are developed interest in you, and they find that there's something about you that is different. After all, they even allow people to go into the hospital to do do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you are doing business. You let your light shine. Give us Job chapter 33 verse 4. 
under that same number two. The Spirit of God has made me creation. And the breath of the Almighty give me life. The Spirit of God has made me. Do you know that who we think that is, uh, we are, the, you know sometimes you think that you are the possessor of the Spirit. You have to think that the Spirit is your possessor. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is your what? Possessor. The Holy Spirit birthed you. Made you born again. Now I tell you, new creation reality, Job. Hmm. The Spirit of God has made me. Just consciousness. You know in John chapter, I think John chapter 3 verse 5 or 6. I think verse 6. He said, he that is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. He that is born of the Spirit is what? Spirit. Somebody say, I'm born of the Spirit. Say louder. I'm born of the Spirit. And so I am Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm born of the Spirit. You were born of the flesh by your parents. But now you are being, you know, rebirthed. They say reborn now by the Spirit. So you are Spirit. Is that clear? I say, is that clear? Let me stop here. Did you, have you learned something? Someone say, I'm born of the Spirit. Say, I carry the presence of God. Active presence of God. Say, I am active. In the active presence. Praise God. Can you jump on your feet and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit? Can you pray in the...